Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Yes, family. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We are live and in living color coming to you from Merritt Island, Florida, home of the Mighty Mustangs. This is Hurley Brown, your host, and my co-host, Kelvin Harris, my room dog, Yo. my teammate, this nasty man. Kelvin, man, hey, it's been a long week, man, but there's been some crazy stuff going on this past week since we last been able to get together and, and talk like this. And one of the yeah. biggest things is this NFL free agency. Yeah, free money. This is, has it ever been this blatant of this you know, guys getting rid of their star players. Have you ever seen it like this, Kelvin? We've been around no, it for a long time. I'm going to tell you something. The one that's really perplexing to me is if you're a Miami Dolphin fan right now and you pay for them season tickets, what are you paying for? I guess you just I mean, like to go somewhere on a Sunday afternoon instead of going it, to the South Beach, hanging out at the Clevelander at Mango's. The people who got the most expensive tickets are the ones that are getting violated the most because when he redid the stadium, the people that have worse seats are covered from the sun and the rain. The people who are sitting right there at the beginning in the 50-yard line, they're exposed to the sun, and they get they get rained on because the, the cabana doesn't cover them. So he's just straight for no better word, peeing on them. I mean, now he's trading all his star players. Uh, they're going to cut Indomitian Sue. I know they're saying... They already cut him. He's cut. Okay. So, here's the problem. Who do you replace him with? That's the question. So, here's the deal, though, Kevin. This is what we, we you know, we, we talked about a little bit before the show. But, let's just go back over what, what they just did. So, you cut your, your best receiver. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Before you go on early, if that guy with the production he had, was playing with the Patriots right now. God oh, forbid he'd have went to the Patriots. I'd have been mad because they would have won another championship because yeah. we talk about yeah. Amendola and uh, what you call it, the slot. They put Jarvis Landry in the slot with Tom Brady. We might as well not even play the season. You're right. Everybody else is playing for second place. So, again, family, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins right now. We're talking about, you know, the free agency, NFL free agency, well, what the Miami Dolphins just did. They just cut – Jarvis Landry, the best receiver, by far, not even close, most productive, and you just cut probably your, your most dominant player on the defensive side of the ball in Ndamukong Sue. Now, oh, Wait a minute. We can't forget that you traded your leading rusher in the, in the beginning of the, in the year. Yeah, in the first five games of the season to the Super Bowl champions. They won the Super Bowl with it. They were like, thanks. Ooh, so here's a... So you remember if you go back into you go back you know in the I guess the seventies early to mid eighties when everybody was talking about the Cincinnati Bengals yeah and, it, and a story came out in the Forbes magazine where the Cincinnati Bengals were the most profitable team in the NFL yeah because winning wasn't a priority. It's not, and I got a story for that when you get through, and I'm going to tell you an example why it's not. 
So, so my question is, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, is he trying to recoup some of that, what, $400 million that he, he gave up to, to build the, the new stadium? Because he didn't get yeah. it from the, the city, right? No. I mean, what, what, what's, what's the, the objective here with cutting your best receiver, trading your best running back, and now cutting the most dominant player that you had on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. No, no. Now, remember, he got some money from the city, but most of it was his. But here's the hustle he got. Hard Rock Casino gave him naming rights money. So he got a good portion of the money he put up back. Now, if he just keep that salary cap down. Now, I was going to tell you about the Bengals. I played, the last league I played in was the Spring Football League, was the precursor to the XFL. And one of the guys that actually was a coach for us that, that, that last year was Donald Hollis, who was a backup quarterback for the Bengals. And me and him were talking one day, and he said, they were coming back from a game, and he happened to be sitting in front of Mike Brown and somebody else in, the, in, in, in their management. And Mike Brown turned to the other guy and said, hey, I will never jeopardize the family's profits. I said, because this wow. is a for-profit business. And people don't understand why Marvin Lewis has a job. What they don't understand is Marvin Lewis has taken them to the playoffs and given them home playoff games. So what does that do? That's revenue, extra revenue. So for all you, the fans, think of Marvin Lewis, Mike Brown, the businessman, loves Marvin Lewis because just when you're getting down on the Bengals, they'll come back this year and go 10-6 and six and make it to the playoffs. And now you've sold hope for another two, three years. So you sold some more so you sold some more season tickets. Yeah. So really, honey, let's just be honest with ourselves. There's only a few of these guys that are really truly trying to win. Everybody else is selling what my homeboy calls the dookie hype. They're selling hope. Hmm. They're selling well, this year to you. But but the Dolphins aren't selling that type of hope at this point. Now, again, we got to wait and see how it unfolds. No, but I'm sitting here, you, you sit here and you, you're listening to all of this stuff that the deal. Dolphins are saying. The reason that they cut Indominus Sue, he wasn't a leader. He wasn't a vocal guy. He wasn't guy. a leader and he was underproducing, but he was the staple of their inside run defense. Now, so there's arguments saying that he didn't change the run game. He didn't have an impact on the run game. But the question is, where is his help? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, so you're sitting there, you gave the guy 50, you gave him quarterback money. But then you didn't help him. You didn't give no, him anything, or you didn't give anything around, put place anybody around him that could help him. He can't do it by himself. Well, and I you argue this. Cameron Wake is next. And once he lose him, I think they may cut him, yeah, because of his. There's a, there's a site that shows the cap number and the actual cap money. He, if I'm not mistaken, is reasonable. But the suit, the suit cutting doesn't surprise me because when you look at his actual cap, like the cap hit they take, they didn't, they weren't taking a, well, they were taking a cap hit, but they basically said, look, it ain't that bad. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, the Dolphins, okay, 
Uh, what's the kid from Alabama, the running back that took uh, Jai's place? He's not a bad guy. He's not not a bad rusher, but he's never been the number one option. And I thought he played good. But now one of them receivers got to step up, which actually may give uh, a chance to a young fella from UM, the Scott kid, because he's been lying on that roster. Exactly. Rayshon Scott's been... I thought Rashawn Scott was one of the better receivers in that draft year because I still remember what he did to Jalen Ramsey at Florida State. Exactly. And a lot of people don't give him credit for it either. You know, and you're talking about Rayshon Scott going up against arguably one of the the best shutdown corners in college football. Yeah, and he's one of the best shutdown corners in the National Football League at this point in his career. And Rayshon, Rayshon gave him the business. He did. He gave him that work. He gave yeah. him business. Which which makes me understand. I don't understand something. If you are saying Jalen Ramsey is this good, and this dude put them things on him, okay, we ain't saying he a first round or even a second round draft pick. Third or fourth? Well, the, the Dolphins, the Dolphins saw, and, and again, Rayshon, and got himself in a little trouble at, at one point. So there were some questions of character. But what they did is they saw greatness in Rayshon. They saw that Rayshon could play in the National Football League. So the Dolphins took a chance, brought him into training camp, and allowed him to earn that position. Now, And he did. And he did. And he went out and, and performed. Great spe- the kids are great. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's from Merritt Island, of course. Phenomenal athlete. So he comes from a long line of great athletes coming from the Space Coast of Florida. But they they saw enough in him. And again, I know what we're talking about. They cut, you know, Jarvis Landry and everybody's upset. But from a guy who has watched a young kid grow up and who understands the, the dynamics of this whole thing, when you got a guy like that on your roster, who went, who's not costing you that much now. Now, he just he just signed a two-year extension, but it's cheap. maybe he's that guy. He's cheap. He's not going to count yeah. as much, nowhere near the kind of money that Jarvis Landry was going to count against your salary cap. But no, he can do I, things that I are very similar to what Jarvis did. They're saying, hey, Jarvis Landry just going to touchdowns, his yards per catch, but if that's the case, then Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman are worthless. Well, Danny Amendola has been reported to be going to the Dolphins. They brought in Danny Amendola to take Jarvis Landry's place. God, man, listen, I, dude. Danny, I don't know if I would. I would have taken a pay cut. If I'm Danny Amendola, I'm taking a pay cut to stay with the New England Patriots. Well, here's the thing. Let's look at the let's look at the elephant in the room. The Patriots didn't try to keep him. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> well, again, I'm taking a pay cut. They didn't keep him probably because of the the amount, well, his salary because of him being a veteran, Kevin. You know how this goes. He's, well, I'll say this. This bodes well for Philip Dorsett because I think what they're going to do is they're going to uh, see if he can play some slot, and they're also probably going to use Brandon Cooks inside Okay, you imagine Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks in the slot, and you put Philip Dorsett outside, who he may not have the greatest route running ability, but hey, man, he's going to run by people and stretch the defense. So now you're in a situation where you can't 
cheat inside. And for people who don't know this, the slot guys in the Patriots offense, they got option routes. They read the safeties. That's why it's so tough for guys to get on the field because they have to be on the same page with Tom Brady and they have to have a, a, a high IQ because they have to be able to read the coverage on the run. So if they're running the route and it's supposed to be a, a, a fade a, a, a fade to the corner, but they see the, the safety, maybe they're playing uh, quarters, they may just break it off and go across the field. It's They have to know the options. And I think Brandon Cook struggled a little bit last year, which I'm surprised because he basically was in the same offense that he was in with New Orleans. But if you're a Dolphins fan right now, you're just going to the game to have uh, brotherhood with fellow people that uh, have like uh, similar likes than you because you're not going to see a team win or you're going to see the other team play because you're not going for the Dolphins. Well, again, it's a little early to, to make that assessment, but let's just oh, well, let's just let's let's wait until it unfolds, and then we'll revisit right, this right. and come back and see. I want to see who they're gonna sign. I mean, that, that to me, that's the key. Who are you gonna well, bring you, in? And, and again, are, are they well, sitting back thinking that they did? They, are they gonna? Well, that's one. But are they sitting back, Kelvin, and saying we're gonna do what Jimmy Johnson did back in 1994? There's nobody in that front office that can even speak the name Jimmy Johnson. Man, but That's hey, the look, there's a whole lot of people in front offices nowadays that you know can't they that they, they can't do that. But anyway, hey, we're gonna take a break real quick. When we come back, we're gonna continue this conversation about the Miami Dolphins NFL free agency. And we also want to talk about the little special that they just had out the other night. Tom versus time. Tom Brady, is it time? Is it time for Tom to hang it up? But we'll take a break. We'll come right back to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
This is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, family, we're back. And if you want to call in and talk about these Miami mullets, please feel free to do so. 888-346-9144. Now, I mean, again, we're sitting around and we're going to wait, Kev. We're going to hold off on making a, a, a yeah. true judgment call yeah. on the Miami Dolphins. You know, we're going to see, you know, hey, with Coach Gason you know, running the hell. Hey, maybe they, maybe they pull a rabbit out of the hat. But in the meantime, it just doesn't make a lot of sense with the, the moves that they're making. But I want to go back to Indominus. And, and again, these, these things to me are important because, you know, this is how they are characterizing this young man. Now, and there, one of the reports was saying how they, they brought him in to be a leader. If you, if you study, if you've done, if you, if you've evaluated, he's going to lead by example. That's who he is. That, that's what he always has been. When we played against yeah. him, when I was at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, he didn't talk. Even when they were trying to compare him to the other defensive tackle that was coming out at that, that particular time, you know. Of course. Yeah. And the only thing, every now and then he would just say, well, hey, look, he's in a different defense. Uh, they're playing a defensive style of defense, a different de- a style of defense than what I'm playing. If I were playing that same style of defense, I'd have more sacks. That's all he yeah. would say. He wouldn't get into any, you know, or no back and forth with anybody. Very quiet young man. He just goes about his business, handles his business. If you're looking for a leader, you knew that before you brought him in here. Yeah. Well, I just think the kid got frustrated. Of course he got frustrated. How do you, you expect him? I mean, you, you think about it. You, you sign with the Dolphins. They give you this money. You're thinking when they give you this money that they're making a commitment to excellence, and then you get there and you see. And you're the only one on the team. Yeah, you got all kind of turmoil in the front office, the coaching changes, and you just if you if you really pay attention, I don't think the Dolphins players really trust the ownership. And you know, in a locker room people start talking. So at some point it's like, I might as well play for me. Well they play because they, they, they manage it for them. This is so true. So it's a man for itself. This is true. But it's always been that way. Very few teams have the types of teams that are team players, when, especially when you get to the NFL. I mean, you have to be somewhat self-motivated, but what, what motivates you most? Making money. So yeah. you're not telling these guys, you know, and just like Kevin, let's just do her. But even when you make it to the playoffs, for most of these guys, that's a pay cut. Yeah, well, think about something though, Hurley. Let's look at what Tom Crofton did in Jacksonville. He came into Jacksonville. He brought a mindset and a culture. Now, mind you, Doug Marone was already on the same page with him as was Dave Caldwell, the general manager. Then they went out and they spent the money on Kalai Campbell. That was the linchpin. You know, they had Malik Jackson and a couple of other guys. But when they put Kalai Campbell in that defense and the way they played defense, he had a lot of one-on-ones and he disrupted. You win from the inside out. Contrary to what a lot of people want to think, the guards, the center, 
the two defensive tackles, the middle linebacker. That's where you win football at. And they went and paid Brandon Linder a lot of money. They got solidified at the guard position. They solidified at the tackle position. And then I had to start with Wiley Williams. They're one of the few teams that still runs old-style running schemes where they double, they try and get movement on the down lineman up to the linebacker. So they're, they're allowing Leonard Fournette to have options in the run game. And he brought that mindset in. Now, contrary to that would say the Dolphins. Um, I don't know what to say about the Bills. I'm going to be honest with you, Shirley. I don't know what they're doing. Because supposedly they're going to sign Sam Bradford. Mm. Make, make sense of that to me. Hmm. Maybe they're sitting there thinking they're going to do the exact same thing that um, the Philadelphia Eagles did. Well, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, now, let's, now, by the way, one of our, our fellow UM guys is at Cleveland now, uh, Alonzo Hotsmith. What is he, director of pro personnel or something? Alonzo like is the vice president of the Cleveland Browns. Okay, he's vice president. Yep. Him and John Dorsey, if you look at what they did, by getting Tyrod Taylor, they took a lot of pressure off of themselves. Because oh, now, they, don't, they don't have to go get a quarterback with the first pick. Right. They can wait to the fourth pick or maybe wait to the second round and go get Mason Rudolph or, here's an or, sign A.J. McCarron. Mm. Mm. Because, Interesting. Uh, well, and I say A.J. McCarron because Hugh Jackson and Jay uh, Gruden were both offensive coordinators in Cincinnati. They run the same offense pretty much. A.J. McCarron, if you're him, you're looking at that offense. You know what I'm saying? You're looking. Cleveland probably, if you were him, would maybe be the best choice because you can work well with you. He's got a nice setup. you got Tyrod Taylor there. I mean, they're not really making a commitment to him. But if they draft Saquon Barkley and the receiver that was on uh, the suspended list comes back and plays even better than he did at the end of last year, along with the young boy from our school in JUCO. They already got some pieces on defense. I can see them being 8-8, eight 7-9 and, eight, and nine this year. Mm. Another draft from here, they could be in the playoffs. They are, they are making an effort to get better. I don't see that out of the Dolphins. I don't know what to think of the Bills. It's just certain teams I don't quite get. No, and, and, and it's, it's it's hard to follow this. And again, it's but when you sit back and you look at it, it's very interesting, especially when you're a football fan, guys that have played the game, that, you know, as, as long as we have, and even having played a little professional ball. And then we got kids that we've been around for a long time, like the kid from Fort Myers, Sammy Watkins. Congratulations, Sammy! Forty-eight, three-year, forty-eight million dollar contract. Oh yeah, Kelvin. He's fifty. Hey, he's getting ready to buy. He can buy Fort Myers for forty-eight million dollars. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You, hold on. Now, you forget. Javon Curtis in primetime, they put up some bread, too. So he gonna Yeah, they put up some bread back then, but it wasn't $48 million. As a matter of fact, he yeah, can probably go, go buy. Um, no, nah, he can't buy primetime. I forgot. He can't get prime. <laughs> but he can get Javon. He can go get Javon uh, on his team right now. Yeah, he can go get Javon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, prime, and let's, just, let's just look it out now. 
Sam Bradford off to Arizona. Wow. Wow. Arizona side Sam Bradford? I thought they was getting Case no Case Keenum's going to Denver. Case Keenum's going to Denver. But now that the Vikings had the quarterback of the future and Kirk Cousins, they went out and got Kirk. Bradford is moving on to join the Cardinals in a one year deal. So, I mean, what, what are the Minnesota Vikings doing? I mean, it's Kirk Cousins. And, and again, what what was the stat on Kirk Cousins? He, he made a hundred and how much? Uh, okay. If you count the last two years where he was franchised at 24 and 29, respectively, and you count the $84 million that's fully guaranteed over the next three, that's $137 million over a five-year span in actual salary. That is a but the kicker is, he's never been to the playoffs. Never been to the playoffs. Never been to right. the playoffs when you're paying this guy 100. Now, so again, Minnesota, you got your boy. You got Dalvin Cook. You got um, you got Latavius Murray. You got a yeah. gaggle of receivers and Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. And Stephon uh, Diggs. They, they had Michael Floyd, but I'm going to tell you right now, expect to see Stacey Cody play more this year because – Michael Floyd allowed them to, quote unquote, red shirt Stacy Coley, and which was good for Stacy. Another young receiver, which was good for Stacy. Stacy played wide yeah. receiver for us at the University of Miami, and he got yeah. a nice vested year, and he got yep. a chance to see the playoffs. He got a chance to taste it. He had a good preseason. So Davin Cook comes back 100. Uh, percent They got a nice tight end. There are a lot of weapons around. Kirk Cousins, and he won't be asked to win the game. What a lot of people, I think, are wondering is why didn't they re-sign Case Keenum? That's the question. I'll tell you why. Case Keenum kind of showed his weaknesses in the playoffs. Now, let me show you how this thing works, Hurley. He's going to Denver. Gary Kubiak has slid back in as an analyst for the Broncos. Who signed Case Keenum out of college and taught him the pro game? Gary Kubiak. So, so is Gary Kubiak coming back as a coach? Is he sitting there no, looking at Vance be- Joseph saying that, that, hey, Vance may not make it another year? No, what they're doing is they're basically – Vance Joseph is a defensive guy. And right. he has a history and a pedigree with the Broncos. So it seems to me that John Elway has said, look, we all family here. Because if you think about it, Vance Joseph is a Bronco. Gary Kubiak's a Bronco. John Elway's a Bronco. So they're looking at it from a fa- they're looking at it as a family decision. Vance, you the head coach. You concentrate more on the defense. The offensive coordinator and Gary Kubiak, Gary Kubiak will chime in on the offense. But for what they do now, roll out some play action. Case Keenum fits that because, once again, it's a system that he knows. So now he can just slide right back into this system, and once again, they're not going to ask him to win the game. They're going to rely on their defense, although they did let a key to lead go. They, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Hurley. Don't sleep on the Rams because I see what they're doing. They got a key to lead. They kept the uh, – what's the big cornerback? Uh, Tremaine Johnson. I think they franchised him. They signed, congratulations, another UM guy that got Sam Shields out of retirement. That's three lockdown corners. 
They got rid of Alec Ogletree for some free agency room because they got to give Aaron Donald that money. They're about to let their defense win games. They're going to run the ball. And if you pick in the backfield, they're going to toss it over your head. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, we got to take a break. But, um, man, I tell you, this NFL thing, boy, it's just mind-boggling. But it's fun to watch. It sells newspapers. It gives us something to talk about on the radio. So, hey, we're going to have fun with it. It's just like college recruiting. That's all it is. And, and again, I mean, hey, the NFL does it better than anybody. A multi-million dollar industry. And it's all about selling tickets. And right now it's all about selling season tickets, but also selling oh. merchandise. Radio oh, yeah. time, TV, everybody. You know, Shannon Sharp, Undisputed. That's my favorite show, by the way. Love watching those guys. Love Shannon. Hey, man. Now. I, I, I got to agree with you because they just bypassed uh, Stephen A. and Oh yeah, Stephen A. Had, he did his little thing for a little while, but hey, I'm I'm still a big Stephen A. fan. But family, we're gonna take a break now. When we come back, we gotta talk about my homeboy Big Big Shaq Shaq Diesel's son Sharif, who's having a great high school um, basketball career. We'll talk about Sharif, his decommitment from Arizona, talks of him going to UCLA. But then we got a surprise for you because. I think we got the inside track on where he's really going to go to college. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with a get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, family, we are back. And when we left off, we talked a little bit about the NFL free agency and all what's going on. Again, congratulations, Sammy Watkins, Kirk Cousins, all you guys that are signing these multi-million dollar deals. But 
there's something that that man that hit me today actually, and I thought it was very interesting. I've been watching it a little bit, you know, Kevin, kind of, you know, in bits and pieces. But there's a thing that there's something that I read today and looked at, saw the video of Shaquille O'Neal's son Sharif O'Neal. Yeah. Now, just recently, and and what the video was saying was, you know, very rarely do you find a, a, a I guess they were talking about the apple falling too far from the tree. Yeah, an offspring, son, daughter of a superstar that uh, that follows in his footsteps and has the success that he may have had. We haven't seen that. The closest thing we had was Jelly Bean Bryant and Kobe Bryant. And but now his father far exceeded his father, way better than daddy. But now. You're talking about one of the top 10 basketball. I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'll say top 10. Talking about one of the top 10 basketball players of all times. One of the best centers to ever play the game. Reef is going to defy that notion that these uh, great basketball players' sons can't follow in their footsteps. Now, again, Shaq West Side 22. He's, he's a big old man. He's got some big shoes to fill. But Sharif at 6'10", 225 right now, as a senior in high school, has a chance to do that. I mean, the kids are feeding on. The kid is having he's having a great college, I mean, high school basketball career. He was committed to Arizona and just decommitted after the scandal. So as and then it came out that he's supposed to be going to UCLA. But Kelvin. Again, I had a chance to watch the kid play. I think the kid is one of the best in the country. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is um, He's still learning, and he's probably taking quite a few elbows to the chest from Dad. But uh, a good friend of mine who's in that basketball world says that he has a chance to get up to around 245. The low post game will continue to develop, and then he, got some, he has some perimeter skills a little bit better perimeter skills than his father, a little bit better shot. You know, it's a new game. Uh, I know he's committed to UCLA right now, but I can tell you uh, from first-hand knowledge that LSU is making a serious push. I don't know if they're going to be able to flip him because I think Shaq wants him out there on the West Coast for some of the benefits of L.A. living. But um, LSU is all in. They have a great class coming in. They got a six-five point guard who has uh, got Lonzo Ball type skills. They got a six-seven kid from Williston, Florida, who uh, Scotty Pippenish type. They have a kid from my hometown of Fort Myers named Emmett Williams, who's six. Yeah, y'all got basketball players in Fort Myers, bro. Oh yeah, well he he actually slid away and went to IMG for a couple of years, but he is a dunking machine. Then they have another 6'9 kid. Uh, and then if you add Shaq's son, that's a 6'9", 6'9", 6'10", front line with a 6'5 guy and a 6'7", uh, two guard. Wow. Boy, that, so, that's a pretty doggone good lineup right there, boss. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if he's going to be one and done, Hurley, but I would suspect him to be two and done. And whenever he leaves... He will be fully prepared for the league because Shaq, I'm sure, is going to use the same uh, thought process that his mom had with him. Because I remember him saying that 
he wanted to leave after his sophomore year, and his mama said, go balance your checkbook. And he couldn't, and his mama said, you need to come back because you need to know how to do that. And to his credit, he never cashed one of his game checks. You, you know what? You know what was interesting to me, though, Kevin, when, when you sit there and I was listening to the video of when they interviewed Shaq and um, and he was talking about his son. Yeah. He ended up. One of the things that he said was. My son doesn't need football. He said, our family doesn't need football because he didn't push. He didn't push this on. On um, on his son, his so son, his son went migrated, you know, migrated to it. Right, and it, 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 his son had to grow to it. It had to grow on his son. So what was interesting was that he said, you know, hey, look, we don't need ba- we don't need more basketball players in our family. You don't have to do this. You only do it if you want to do it. But um, what he said was, we need more doctors, lawyers. Yeah, um, hedge funds. You know, guys that run hedge funds. He said that's what we need more of in our family, as opposed to just going out there and putting the basketball through the hoop to try and make money. I've done everything. I've, I've, I've put I put my family in position. In essence, is what he's saying. I put my family in position to where we don't have to play basketball for in order for us to be successful. I did that for you. But if it's something that you want to do, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do it. I, I think that's a great. A great approach, and I think every every father who works hard wants his you know his kids to, to be at that point. But I think the one thing that you lose from when you say that is a lot of us in our generation forget the dog that we had to have to get to that level. And the one thing I like, I remember when Mike came on the show and he was talking about his son Mike Irvin Jr. He said when the kid said he wanted to be a ball player. He said, well, you can't be, keep going to Prestonwood here in Dallas. You got to go play You got to go learn how to be a football. You got to go get that dog in that, So he brought him down here to Florida. Yes. Now, I'll, now, I'll say this. if Even though Shaq has the money set up, if Sharif goes out and earns the money himself, say he goes, has a good enough career to go one and done or two and done, gets the contract, now – He's making his own money. It ain't trust fund money. And then he starts making the power move decisions with his money. The kid feels better about himself, I think, because now he don't have to hear that. Well, you just using your daddy money. And the only reason. Yeah, but you know, it's always like that. But hey, we got a call on. Hey, Robert, welcome to the get down with Hurley Brown. How you doing, Robert? Hurley. Hurley. And I'm living the dream. If I was doing it in the belt, I'd, I'd be Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, man. I think it's respectable what Shaquille O'Neal said about his son. Hey, they don't need any more basketball players. They don't need any, you know, they need some people doing doctors and, and being lawyers. I like that Shaq said that. But, man, you know what we need, Hurley Brown? The Miami Hurricane need some more ballers like Hurley Brown back in the days, man. That's hey, but I've been telling them like that for the longest, Robert. They don't understand that. Well, we're going to work on Hurley's eligibility. We're going to get him another four years. No, that's man, okay. What Brown, I tell you? We need some more people like Hurley Brown on the Miami Hurricanes. That's what we're missing, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, Robert, I tell you what, man, I appreciate that. But you know, all great things must come to an end. 
Uh, and I, yeah. I had a great time at the University of Miami. Um, playing I, was I, just, I, I mean, that's, well. you know, I mean, that's, woo, that's the greatest time of my life playing college football at the University of Miami. It was unbelievable. Playing amongst we guys like. Parades, Charlie. Yeah, we did, didn't we? But we, ain't that something? We were in parades. Hey, Kelvin, what's even better than that? And Robin, you remember this. We had lunch with the president of the United States. Two different presidents. Two different presidents. Actually, actually, remember, we didn't get to go that first time. Think right. about what Jimmy did. Think about what Jimmy did to motivate us. He said, I'm only taking 40 people. So the other, the other 45, 50 people, well, shoot, we got to go back so I can go to the White House. Exactly. Now, Robert, where are you from, buddy? Man, Hurley, I'm calling in from St. Louis, Missouri. My man. Ooh, Jeff, My Thomas. Man. Jeff Thomas land. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. East St. Louis finest. Flyers in the building. There you oh, go. East St. Louis High. Some real ballers come out of there. Yes, yeah, sir. You, you down there with um your linebacker that used to play for the Dolphins. I'm trying to think who you're talking about. I remember Dana Howard from back in the day. No, Robert, you know who I'm talking about. He's a coach now. He played for the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. East St. Louis. East St. Louis? Yes. Yeah, I don't know that I don't know the head coaches. I just know that that Jeff Thomas came from the Flyers in East St. Louis, man. Right. And then you got um my homeboy Kenny Wilhite that plays Kenny Wilhite that plays for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. because he's actually coaching out there with him now. He's in the front office. Where's he at? Is it from St. Louis? So Robert, what do you what do you think about Sharif O'Neal, Robert? Man, it'll be interesting to see. You know, not many people go into college, you know, with this that kind of last name, with that kind of hype surrounding their name. You know, a lot of expectations. You know, everybody wants him to be the next Shaquille O'Neal, but that's a lot of pressure on a young man. You know what I'm saying, Hurley Brown? Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt. A lot of pressure. Oh yeah. And you know, he when he that from the day he steps on campus, everybody will be knowing who he is trying to make him into his dad, and he's going to really struggle to try to be his own man, you know. Well, I, I think that might be a good reason for him not to go to LSU. I mean, I hate to say that because of some of the people I know there, but if you go to LSU and you check, son, the level of expectation is going to be unrealistic. If you go to UCLA or Arizona, you, like you say, Robert, can create your own legacy because there's no... There's no history, no track record there. You can, whatever you do, it's you. I mean. Absolutely. You don't want to try to follow in your, your dad, one yeah. of the best players in the history's footsteps. Of the school, you know what I mean? But I tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see what happens down there. And we're going to continue to watch this and we'll continue to report it until it all unfolds, until he actually signs. But Robert, hey, you going to be with us for a minute, Robert? I actually, Hurley, I got to get back into into work for a minute. I just okay. seen this, and I was gonna, I was just wanted to call in and give my two cents. Man, well, we sure do appreciate you calling in, my brother. Check back Absolutely. with us next week, man, and and take another break. Go out there, smoke another cigarette, and call us while you're on your cigarette break. <laughs> Hurley Brown, you know what's up, my man. You got it, my brother. Hey, and thanks for being a hurricane, my brother. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we'll take a break. Say goodbye to Robert. We'll be back when you get down with Hurley Brown. Hey, when we come back, Robert, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I wish you could stay. But I want to talk about this O.J. Simpson 
hidden confession thing. <laughs> We're going to talk about that when we get back. We're going to take a break. Box, right man. back. Get down with Willie Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family. Now, just this past Sunday, I had an opportunity to sit back and watch a video or an interview that was done on O.J. Simpson back in 2006. Fox aired an interview that was titled O.J.'s Hidden Confession. And it was, needless to say, mind-boggling. <laughs> I've never, I, I, I've never, you know, I, I've never, I guess, it, I never came to terms of whether he did it or whether he did not. So I had, you know, again, that's out, in, that's out in the air for me. So, but Kelvin, can someone please tell me what what was this interview? I mean, well, we talked. Did you see it? I saw bits and pieces of it. I'll say this: uh, there's a reason why they scrapped scrapped it all these years. Listen, let's just be honest with ourselves. OJ is that break glass when ratings is low uh, safety valve issue. And if you notice, well, actually him and then the Tupac Biggie thing, both of them are ratings bonanzas. And they claim they lost the footage. I don't believe that. I really believe, you know, the, they were planning to uh, put it out back then because this was a, a thing that was tied to his book release. But the backlash from his book was so so huge that they said, well, we're going to put it to the side. But 
after the two award-winning OJ pieces, they said, well, let us go and get some of this Raiders money. And now you've stoked the fire of all the people who uh, feel strongly one way or the other, and now Ronald Goldman is allowed to come on back and get him some more interview money. Everybody gets to eat off OJ again. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, yeah, but but the worst part about it is is how he handles himself throughout the whole interview. That's what's well, most disturbing to me. First of all, I don't even want to defend OJ, but because there's a, a lot of pompousness about him, and I don't know, he he's kind of living in an alternate universe, I think, and he's really got a high regard for himself and he I just I think that at some point he really believes whatever he gets himself into he can get out of it because the whole reason why he went to jail in Vegas even though he was set up come on man you just can't be storming a hotel with people with guns that's gonna get you in trouble but he probably thought hey I'm OJ even after all this he probably thought I can get out of this and I think in some respect he was mocking the Goldman family and the Simpson Brown Brown family um, with this with this interview because they had been dogging and hounding him for so long. I think this was his way of spitting in their faces and mocking all the people who thought that he did it. It wasn't very smart though, Hurley. I'll tell you that. No, it wasn't. This no. time, when he now that he's out of jail, I hope that he just lets himself age gracefully. He's seventy some years old. <laughs> Stay out of the public limelight. And, and, and that's what you would like to think, Kevin, because there was, there, was some, there was something that he said that really, really bothered me. They showed the scene with him and his daughter and his son over Nicole's casket. And the young lady asked him, what did you say? And he, he said, I, I, I don't remember. But what he, he continued to say was, I was angry. I'm still. I'm, I was still mad. I was telling her. I told you. I, t- dude. Wait a minute. Hold up, bro. Wait. Wait. So, that was very disturbing. Whether you well, thought OJ was innocent or whether you thought he was guilty, that was extremely disturbing and hurtful. You gonna stand over? Well, then he said he went to a, went to a gravesite. And he was yelling. As a matter of fact, one of the um, someone they got a call from the to the police department. Someone, someone that was at the at the gravesite saw OJ there, and they were saying that he was noticeably yelling at her gravesite. Kelvin, can somebody please help me with this? Somebody. Well, if you go back to the the documentary ESPN did, um, he um. Man, don't get my mama started on on OJ because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though she she's happy he's not in jail, she's a little salty at him for how he left Marguerite for Nicole Brown because I think part of the anger is, and some people may agree, may not agree, is that he took her and her family out of a trailer park and put her in a whole nother level, and I think he felt like she disrespected him because she was sleeping with Marcus Allen when they broke up several times. He walked in on her when he was going to get the kids and there was men there. 
And I just think deep down he had a love for her that I don't even know if he admitted it to himself. And I think at some point he had to come to the conclusion that maybe the love he felt for her wasn't reciprocated back by her and that basically he was just a, a trick, a mark. And for a guy that has a high ego, that's tough to take. Yeah, and, and you can tell, I mean, even with this interview, it, it, it's almost view, like his, his ego is just so, so big. And like you said, Kelvin, and, 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 I'll, tell you, I, I'll tell you something, Hurley. I've, I've been around him a couple of times, and it's funny because you'll have a group of people, they'll be talking bad about him, and then he shows up, and those same people are, can I get a picture? Oh, can you sign this? You know, the whole mindset changes. And I think over the years, he became cognizant of that aura he, he gave off. And I just think that he didn't, he never learned how to control that, that euphoria that I think it gets some people. I mean, you know, case in point, Marcus Allen, even though he isn't as acclaimed as OJ, he, uh, Eric Dickerson, same thing. I've been in, me and a good friend of ours, Reggie Moore, we were in uh, New Orleans for Super Bowl one year. We ran in the ED in the quarter. And he was just so humble. We were like, E.D., that girl is trying to, the woman's trying to talk to you. He's like, man, I don't know how to talk to women. They just talk to me. I mean, he said it, you know, nonchalantly. But what he was saying is, I don't have the skills. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't approach people. But he didn't do it with an arrogant manner. O.J. is cognizant of his aura, and he knows how to manipulate it. But... The same thing, it's just like they talk about with the bully. When the bully gets hit in the mouth, a lot of times he falls down. Well, O.J. was arrogant, and then I think at some point he thought about it and said, man, she's been playing me this whole time. And I just don't think he ever got over that. Well, it, it, it seems like in this interview, well, it actually happened back in 2006, that he hadn't gotten over it, you know, for someone no. to, to admit that he's still angry or that he was still angry and how he was yelling at her while she's in her coffin. Who does that? I don't know. But well, that's, psycho that's psychopathic behavior. Yeah, yeah. I, I, also, yeah to say that's the also, least. It's also love, uh, a loving type behavior. That, that means that there's a, a deep-seated love that he still hasn't come to grips with. That he hasn't, yeah, and he, he, he may, maybe he is, maybe he is into now. I don't know, but nonetheless, that's been our show for today, family. We really enjoyed you, Robert. Thanks for giving us a call, sharing your thoughts with us. We'll be back next week, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about LeBron James and the success of the Cleveland Cavaliers since the trade. Should LeBron sit out the rest of the season? These are the types of questions that we're going to ask. But there's one thing yeah, that's we're trending. We're talking about how the hurricanes advanced to the Sweet 16. Yeah. This is true. And that's what I was getting ready to say about that's trending. And we'll be talking about March Madness and this, this playoff bracket. And what Bill Gates is doing, offering his employees a million dollars if they come up with the, the correct bracket. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, he does that every year. I tell you what, though. I feel bad for our girls because if they win their first round game, 
The second round game is against UConn. All right, last thing. This is trending. This is just just popped out, and I'm gonna get off the air. Drew Brees reportedly rejected sixty million dollars guaranteed over two years from a mystery team to stay with the same. Sort of like now. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Mystery team, mystery team. We're going to leave that thought. Everybody, you can think whatever you want to think. But anyway, that's been our show. It's been great. We love you. Same get down time next week. Same get down channel. See you next week. Signing off. Deuces. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.